The Pat Kenny Show with MasterCard. Share an extraordinary experiences all over the world with priceless cities at priceless.com. This is News Talk. Well, now we want to talk to Pete the vet. Now, every dog gets excited at the prospect of a walk. It's a crucial part of their exercise routine. But uh, how much control do people have over their dogs? And are there special implements uh, like uh, head collars and things like that that can help keep the dog uh, by your side when it's supposed to be by your side? Pete, good morning and welcome. Good morning. Um, It's quite an art in walking a dog properly because all they want to do is run. Well, do you know... It is all down to training, really, and the truth is that most dogs aren't well enough trained. Um, But what happens is people head off with some sort of way of attaching themselves to their dog, and that is very significant. What it's meant to be is simply a gentle restraint. For example, if you can imagine with a toddler, you might have a a band that goes around their wrist to your hand, and they're not going to be pulling on it at all. It's just there to gently remind the toddler that you're beside them. And the same should apply to a dog collar. Problems happen when people have dogs that are straining at the leash, and if they've got a dog collar on, well, the dog collar is right around their throat. And so it it, it tightens and it applies pressure to the airways, to the blood vessels, to the nerves, and it hurts. And so people end up choking their dog in their effort to restrain the dog. And it just isn't a good mix. Um, So you've got an ordinary, say, leather collar, which Mm. is, and they can pull against that. That doesn't choke them particularly. So if you haven't trained them to walk properly with you by your side, they will pull and pull and pull. They will. They will. There are ways, though. There are other techniques. There are. And first of all, to mention the bad ones, there are appalling things called prong collars which have got metal spikes on them so as the dog pulls against the collar the spikes dig into the dog's neck and really hurt them in fact they, they can injure them they're dreadful yokes but um so just stay away from or even choke collars are terrible because literally they choke mm. and so you know that's just not fair at all um the two alternatives are first of all so-called head collars which are like horses head collars so they're they go around the dog's muzzle. And th- I think the advantage of those, it, they attach to a, a loop under the chin. So the advantage is that when you pull the leash, the dog's head is pulled right round to look at you. And how that can work well, it's really for training a dog. It takes the dog's focus off what they're looking at and what they're excited about. So if they by. see a squirrel and they yes. want to have a go. It, it takes their eyes off the squirrel and they look at you instead. So it can help in that way. But dogs do have to be trained to wear them. You can't just assume that put that on, everything will be great. The other way is um, body harnesses. And there are different types. There are um, fabric-type harnesses that... As the dog strains, it tightens up a little bit around their body. And again, that can be a very helpful way of training a dog. If, if they strain more, they get more pressure on them and therefore they, they should learn to slow down. But the other type is the more the, the, the more um, heavy scale kind of um, webbing, kind webbing of buckles and those kind. There's a, there's a brand called Julius Canine and they are um, they're actually the type that would be used perhaps for sled dogs do you know they are designed to be pulled against so um, if you're if you're in a situation where you want the dog to pull then those harnesses are the best because they're like horses harnesses that you know they apply pressure to the parts of the body which are well able to take pressure when a dog is pulling it without upsetting their muscles and so on so but I mean really the main message I think is that you shouldn't be out with your dog hauling you around the place at all whatever you're using you should go to a dog trainer and teach your dog or learn how to teach your dog how to walk neatly and nicely beside you and how to respond to you in such a way that they're not pulling all the time and that really is the answer
Now, um, some of the questions coming in. My dog doesn't go into kennels. Does she still need to have the kennel cough vaccination? Not normally. Kennel cough is a highly infectious disease that spreads quickly between dogs when they're in close proximity. So for most dogs, that's really only boarding kennels or training classes. An average dog doing its daily business wouldn't need to have, have that. And now there's one here about a six-month-old lab uh, who digs up the poo of the six-month-old kitten and eats it. Can I stop him doing it? Why is he doing it in the first place? It's a disgusting habit to us humans, but I'd imagine that to dogs, kitten poo probably is quite tasty. Otherwise, <laughs> otherwise, otherwise they wouldn't do it, you see. Um, it, it's very difficult to stop a dog doing something that they really, really want to do. And to me, the, the only answer is to remove the possibility of that happening. I'm not quite sure how you do that. An example might be that you could have the, the cat's, the kitten's litter tray in a place that the dog doesn't have access to, perhaps behind some child-proof doors or something, a gate or whatever. But um, to stop a dog wanting to do that, it's really, really difficult. I have a Labrador collie uh, who we all adore. My problem is we only have decking out the back. Is there something I can uh, make to encourage the dog to go to the toilet in something else? In other words, designate a toilet for the dog. Well, I think you've just hit upon a great idea because I don't know if there's a market out there, if there's anything there that you can use for that. But I think it's a really good idea. Actually have an area, a portable thing that you can encourage dogs to go to the toilet on. You'd have to design a surface that they like. So it, it could be, for example, a tray, maybe a, a couple of yards wide by a couple of yards wide that you can move around and put into it some sort of substance that dogs like going to the toilet on. And it will work really well for people in apartments and, and um, with decking. But I don't know of anything that's on the market right now for that. If anybody has knowledge of that, then do let me know because it's, it's a great idea. I have a Labrador who goes berserk barking when I have him in the car. What can I do? This is really difficult because it's a learned behaviour. Dogs bark when they're excited, when they want to let people know, uh, when they want to communicate. And when they learn to do it, there are specific prompts that make them do it. And so undoing all that is very difficult. I think you really have to work with a good behaviourist here who will understand the precise steps that you need to take. Essentially, the kind of thing you have to do is to teach a dog to bark on command and teach them to settle, to be quiet on command. And you do that well away from any anything like the car. And you practice and practice so you can routinely make your dog bark and stop barking on command. And then, only then, do you start to go to the car and mm. look at doing that. But it's a long and difficult course. <laughs>